You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Welcome back to the Weekly Wrap. With me this week is Arnu Smith from Sky Blue Fund Managers in the Western Cape. We've spoken and I've ranted a little bit because I'm genuinely having a panic attack about South Africa and the demise of the South African rand. And that's where we must start this second part of the Weekly Wrap, Arnu, because it's gone from 1440 four days ago to 1508 as we speak and pre-record this interview on a Friday lunchtime. It's the implications are manifold of what I'm seeing on my screen now, 1508, nearly, well, it's 1920 against the British pound. It really is very serious. Yeah, look, so that's a good point to start, I think, as, as with the RAND. The RAND's obviously weakened. I think what has helped is is that we also had a very, well, not a very, but, but a weak RAND in 2018. So if we talk about inflation, and the oil price is also down 12, 10% from from 2018, um, a year ago. So it's, it's not a threat yet for inflation. Obviously, if it gets worse, it can become a very serious threat for, 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 for inflation. Mm. And the problem with that is, and I think that that's what people don't understand, it's, the, it's most probably your low-income to middle-income earner that's most affected by the inflation increase in inflation, petrol prices, to put it bluntly, um, because that's the biggest part of their expenditure is, is paying the taxi fare, paying the bus fare. So those are the people that are directly affected by Iran selling off because of import oil. Well, nothing is, is, is produced locally. <clears throat> so and, and 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 probably it would take this new find on the coast um, uh, that would take five years, ten years at least. To, to produce anything locally. So we'll be importers forever, net importers. And also if you look at the trade balance, even the trade balance tells you that we are net importers. So the weaker the rand is, the more we're going to pay as consumers. So And the consumer is already in a very uh, weak spot. So it's just going to get worse and worse. So the sooner we can get clarity and, and hopefully get some certainty from policy side, then maybe we'll see a retracement in the rand. But I want to say this again. Reserve banks said they're protecting the rent with, with interest rate um, adjustments. Now, I wonder no, you know, if, 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 if that's the policy that they've been telling us to what they are doing, and that's why they haven't cut rates, are they now going to hike rates? Because if, if, if they're not true to what they've been telling us, they should now in actual fact hike rates. Now, you can't do that in this economy. So, again, it, it brings you back. I think the Reserve Bank is slowly but surely painting themselves into a corner, a very difficult spot. Um, yeah. But uh, so just to bring it back to markets, um, what we have seen is that, funny enough, the bonds haven't really sold off. They have they have moved, but not by a huge extent. If you look at the break-even inflation, so the difference between your nominal bonds and, and your inflation in bonds, those are still pointing towards lower inflation. If you look at inflation-linked bonds, which are inflation-protected, so those have sold off, and they're still pointing to, towards lower inflation. So the bond market, uh, which is probably the, well, the one of the cleverest markets, um, is not yet pointing towards inflation. So at this current level, we are still fine, I think, when it comes to inflation expectations. And that's, that's, that's twofold. The reason for that is twofold. The economy is too, too, too weak, um, you know, to, to have demand push inflation. There's just no appetite to, to pay higher prices, to put it simply. Um, and, and secondly, it's, it's basically the base effect. It's the oil price, which is down. And then on a year ago, 
if you price oil back to rand, it doesn't look as 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 serious on on a base on a one year base effect. And we're moving into a very higher base. So the market is definitely not pricing in inflation. Um, what is strange is that the banks have sold off um, on the back of this weaker rent. So it why is that strange? So you, I don't understand why it's strange. We're in a, a disastrous so, 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 economy, so, 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 so. and the banks need transactional income in order to survive. It's one of their pillars of income. Why is it strange that they've sold off? Yeah, so, so the reason why I'm saying it's strange – maybe that's not the right word, is, is you would think that bonds and, and interest rate sensitive sectors like banks should move together. Now, the the banks have sold off a lot more than, than what we've seen in bonds. So, again, I think what it tells you is that, yes, there's definitely uncertainty and there's concern. And like you say, you need transactional income and you need economic growth for banks to to have that, that negative jaws problem that they've got up until now. That's just getting worse and worse. Um, so, so the income versus the expenditure, that, that gap is just narrowing. The margin is just being eaten away. Um, but, but remember, they they started off from a from a fairly low base to start off with. It's not as though banks started off on a, on an expensive basis. Um, but yeah, so what I'm trying to say is, is the equity market is, I think, more concerned about the current goings on than the bond market. And remember that is also to be expected. The bond market is, is fairly medium to long term outlook. Equity market reacts much faster and it's much shorter term focused. Um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be concerned. You should definitely be concerned because this thing can, if it gets out of hand, this is the end of it, you know? So we hope that, uh, you know, the, the, the likes of Ramaphosa and so forth, can win the fight um, mm. because this this can really really get ugly. Um, it is something to be concerned about, and like I said, the only thing that's saving us currently is that inflation doesn't look as though to be a big concern because um, the economy is so weak. So funny enough, just because the economy doesn't grow and consumers is in a very bad spot, that uh, sort of dampens inflation. And then secondly, you've got the rent uh, Brent price, the rent oil price. On a year-on-year basis, you've got a fairly high base in October there about last year. So those two factors helps the inflation outlook. But, I mean, it only helps up until a certain point. If the rand does sell off to 20 rand to the dollar, that, oh that's gosh. up the window. Don't yeah, say so that, I mean, please. That, that's, uh, so please don't <laughs> and, say and, that. And, oh, no, don't put that out a couple there. Of, <laughs> there is a couple of, of still, I think, um, positives. From this week, okay, good. And go on. The, the the one thing is the competition commission came out and and, and had a ruling against anchor tenants, and you know it, it, this is a free uh, process of uh, phasing out anchor tenants. So, which means that a smaller players can um, can pay possibly less for for uh, retail space. So I suppose that's somewhat positive if you want to. I had to go and look for this stuff, to be honest. Yes. And then the credit the credit regulator also, they had another ruling, which um, it seems as though this whole investigation into the accounts and the fees that was charged for opening accounts, it seems as though that might actually slowly but surely go away. So that's, that's positive for retailers. Um, but, you know, the, those are the only two I could really find, to be honest. And then uh, the, obviously the other thing that is positive is Rand Hedges. Um, Rand Hedges has really taken. Yeah, so let's talk about another positive now because I don't know if you uh, Sky Blue fund managers have 
the propensity to buy gold or indulge yourself in, mm. a, in a gold bull market. But gold has been a shining light. Gold has gone from 1280, just below 1280, uh, to at one stage 1340, which is a pretty big mm-hmm. percentage move. And I think that the gold market, having spoken to a fund manager in London, he's calling it to 1500 He buys physical gold because he's quite old-fashioned. But he thinks it's going to $1,500 an ounce and maybe even beyond. I spoke to somebody earlier this week who's a bit loopy, but he said it's going to go to 5000 to 10000 We've heard all that rubbish before. But 1500 seems as though that might be good for the gold mining industry and therefore for jobs and therefore communities associated with those jobs. Do you like gold? Do you involve yourself in gold? Yeah, look, we don't buy physical gold unless we get it through some of the managers that we use. So, uh, but it's something where we watch, and it's obviously we watch the share price. Uh, you know, the gold miners, and we've seen those substantially up um, over the last week, um, a little bit more than a week. But platinum miners as well, um, and the gold price. I see. That, I think the movement we've seen up till now, and it's, it's it is is ironic because we're not seeing a lot of inflation, yet the gold price has is, is, is run quite hard. Um, I think it's more got to do with a weaker dollar. Now, we haven't even touched on this, remember? We haven't even even touched on global points of interest, but the dollar is actually uh, slightly weaker, not slightly, the dollar is weaker, mm-hmm. yet the rand is sold off. So we should have strengthened against the dollar because the dollar is weaker, but yeah, let's go back to the topic at hand. Um, so I, I think the gold move is, is more dollar-related than um, inflation-related. And then also it's a risk-off move. It's 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 safe haven plus a weaker dollar. Um, so, yes, I don't know where, where, where the top sits. Um, I'm not a technical analyst or a gold um, analyst for that matter. Um, I'm not even a great fan of, of gold, to be honest, Um because I would like to buy an investment that that pays a, a income stream, so I would much rather buy the miner than the actual physical gold. Okay, um, but that's just a different point of view. It's not to say you can't make money out of gold bullion; it's just not my expertise. Um, but yes, yeah, so so I think there's there's two two things at play for gold and other commodities, and the one is the weak dollar, and the other one is, is a, a, you know this um, flight to safety. Uh, I think we should be slightly seeing that in, in uh, slight, well, not really, but platinum, you could also say as a sort of a safety bet. Um, but in amongst that, you've also got a very weak global economy. So it's not us only that's weak. It's just all of this is now coming together. PMI numbers locally is at a seven-month low. U.S. manufacturing PNR numbers was also substantially lower. So you've got economic, global economic growth, which is also weak, and tying into our local problems. And this is just, you know, it's a perfect storm, if you want to call it that. Um, and then, then luckily, luckily at this stage, well, not luckily, I suppose, it's due to a weak economy, economy and uncertainty in the globe, um, U.S. crude inventories came out higher, and therefore the Brent price is, is, is lower. If we had this situation we currently have with a high oil price, say the oil price was at 80 and 90, then we had huge, huge problems. Then you would be talking about low inflation, very high oil prices. Oh, sorry, low economic growth, higher inflation, and that's a stagflation type of scenario. That's where you don't want to end up. So, look, things are definitely changing. Um, I think it's definitely a time to stay abreast of your investments, especially if you do asset allocation especially if you do sector selection and if you if you buy in different countries this is this is you know this is a testing time and um stuff you buy now could actually make you a lot of money over the next three years 
two years out, but stuff you make now could also lose you a lot of money in the next two years, three, three years out, depends on your time horizon. Um, yeah, but, but what's strange is that we haven't really seen a big pickup in volatility. Um, so, yes, we've seen the markets up and down, up and down, but if you look at volatility over a longer t- time period, it's not as though we've seen huge, huge volatility in the market. Um, so, it, 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 I suppose it, it could get worse before it gets better. Well, listen, um, no, listen no, I don't, that don't want that word I don't want that word worse anymore. We've talked too, too negative <laughs> during the last half hour, and I want to end on a positive note. Now, off air, we were just preparing for our interview. We were talking about um, the weather in Cape Town, and the dams must be quite full. And you're also talking about snow in Syria. So just give us a weather update, if you would, and I'll tell you a good news story about <laughs> South Africa as as we close this. But tell us about the weather first. Yeah, so it's, it's quite cold in Somerset West, or I suppose in the Western Cape, or lower parts of the Western Cape. Yes. Um, this morning, um, early this morning, the car said 7 degrees Celsius, which is cold for Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And that's not cold for your part of the world, not at all. No. Um, but it's cold for Cape Town, and there's been some reports of light snow out towards Matruisberger, which is Sierra's site. So, yeah, it looks as though we're in the middle and the, of And the dams? I mean, a bit a of rain as well. So what are the dams doing? We, we had a big amount of rain, yeah. Um, even places like Sutherland had, had rain. So it's looking up. Um, I think the lower parts where we are, sort of Somerset West here, about this clear feeding area, it's looking almost double, I think it's more than double the dam levels than what it was last year this time. So it's looking much, much better than last year. So, yeah, I suppose that's a positive. Another positive before we go into anything else, I just want to say Aspen yes. came out. Oh, yeah. And and it was not clear. The sale has now gone through. They're getting the cash. So that should actually reduce the debt on the balance sheet. So Aspen should look a lot better um, come the next reporting uh, season. So yeah, that's a positive. Thought, okay, yeah. so we've got we've got we've got full dams, which is which is fantastic after the stress that we've been through over the last couple of years. I just mm-hmm. want to go back to that whole business about being there being snow in the series area. I can remember, I think it was around about two thousand when my children were, were were tiny little things. They'd never been, they'd never seen snow before. So I decided to take them up to series. Mm-hmm. I, the, the snow forecast was there. The snow was already on the ground, and it was a Friday. And I thought, right, let's go up there. And a lot of peop- other people had the same idea. And I ended up, I got a bit lost, as is my habit. And I went to, I ended up in a place called Tulbach, you know, the place in the 1960s yeah, where yeah. the earthquake yeah, was, was a very, very side. quaint little, um, lovely high street. And I, I ended up there. I, I was late. I was tired. The kids were grumpy. And I tried to find somewhere to stay. But because everybody else had had the same idea, mm. um, Everywhere was full. And I knocked on someone's door and said, do you know anywhere? I just want to go to the pub and and sit down and calm my nerves. And maybe they've got a room above the pub or something. And they said, why don't you stay here? This was a family living, uh, an Afrikaans family living in uh, the high street in Tulbach. And they said, you can have a room here. And they gave us a room. Okay, there was only one bed. So it's me and my, my, my <laughs> tiny children. And it was freezing cold. And we slept there the night, and they wouldn't accept any money. They gave us a hearty breakfast. Of course, I slept a couple of hundred rand under the placemat at the breakfast table for them because they were so kind. And off we went to series and made snowmen, etc. And I saw a similar story about South African hospitality today on Twitter, a chap that had come back from on a 12-hour flight from somewhere, presumably Europe, and the customs mm-hmm. officials were friendly, the immigration yeah, officials were friendly. Yeah. And I always find that when I come into Cape Town from an overseas trip, they, everyone is mm-hmm. – it's the, the 
line is always long for a non-South African. I still have a British passport. But the people are always so friendly. And there is a genuine goodness amongst most South Africans. And it's just being spoiled by a few. But, you know... I think we have the potential to get ourselves out of this. Unfortunately, I don't think the politicians are the ones to do it. Yeah, look, at, look, at, uh, i got to agree with you. I mean, I've, I've done a fair bit of traveling, and, and when you get back, it's always the... Because uh, you've probably been to the or been through the UK customs officials. Ah, miserable. You can name them, uh, and the Chinese and so forth. And, yeah. uh, I mean, you barely get a smile from them. If no. you get one, you're very, very lucky. And they don't want to really chat with you. Now, when you get back to Cape Town and you go through customs and then the guy asks you, how are you? Are you back? Where have you been? And you have a long conversation and you talk about the weather like we've just done. And, you know, that that type of feeling, that still exists in South Africa. And and I think, yeah, like you said, we shouldn't forget that that Ubuntu type of feeling, you know. And and, and, uh, I think it's, it's about time we start harnessing that type of story instead of being too focused on the negatives. Yes, one should be realistic and, yes, we've got problems. But we're not going to fix it by pointing them out and fighting with one another, you know. And then, then we're just going to end up right down at the end, at the bottom. So yeah, look, it, it's going to take all of us to work together to 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 change that. Well said, to, Arno. To, Let's leave leave it on that very positive note. <laughs> we'll speak next week. I mean, who knows what what's where the RAN will be next week? What political machinations have gone on during the next week? But anyway. Let's end on a positive note. Thanks so much for your extended time today. That was Arnie Smith from Sky Blue Fund Managers in Somerset West, and that was the weekly wrap. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.